0: Out life out here. What the hell's going on out here? It's a lot of fun. Keep it fun. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the UK Packers Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, At Steve Diddy NFL on Twitter, and of course, follow the group at UK Packers as usual. I'm joined by LJ Jabron, and it's Quick Snaps. Oh, it's Quick Stops. Snap, bitch i hear you doing it oh doing hi it. steve it's quick and it's snappy <laughs> did you add in your oh hi steve and then just yep. crack on yeah
1: yeah i'm doing it
0: you're doing it we're both doing it so this is our christmas eve episode kind of it's gonna christmas be out, yeah. eve eve if you will christmas eve Eve. yeah i got a uh, ridiculed by the kids for saying that so they're already rinsing me aged Four. Uh, so there okay. we go.
1: It doesn't get any better. It doesn't get any better.
0: So I'm going to start off with a pop quiz. Go on. You ready for this? Yep. So I'm going to call out the attributes of a team. Okay? Yeah. And you yep. have to tell me what team it is. Here we go. Yeah. Um, they're a potent offense. Ooh. Uh, they have a questionable defense. Oh. Their offense need to score to keep them in the game. Go Their defense run hot and cold, and can make yeah. splash plays in critical situations, but they don't have any consistency. One guess who am I talking about? Can I have two? Yeah.
1: One Packers. Yes. Two. Yep. Titans. Exactly that. I mean, we are oh! playing ourselves. Yay!
0: Hercules, Hercules. See, the thing is, is uh, what the f? This is um. Yeah, they're both teams are exactly the same. You know that Spider-Man GIF or JIF? Yeah. It's actually, when that was invented, here's a tidbit for you, a fun fact. Um, the guy who invented it, uh, he trademarked the word JIF. So anyone who says GIF, you're wrong. Another one, you know, uh, Toilet Roller? No, no,
1: no, hang, whoa, 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 mm-hmm. hang on a minute. Go on. You, you can't just brush over the GIF, JIF thing. It's absolutely GIF, I'm sorry. he's he's... wrong I don't care what he
0: he's wrong (laughs) the inventor's wrong here's another one Fia he is
1: incorrect okay
0: have you ever wondered why uh, there's this debate about toilet roll it's out there everyone's talking about it all the time Ah, where you have the toilet roll do you let the roll hang down towards you or towards the wall oh towards
1: you anyone who leaves it towards the wall is a bad person and should be locked up absolute psychopath that lets the well, paper fall on the wall side.
0: Let me hit you with this action. If you look no, at no, the no. patent for toilet paper, it's facing against the wall. So
1: that is again incorrect.
0: <laughs> the founder, hey bro, yeah. dig him up. Your you're patent, wrong. your
1: patent is incorrect. Uh, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, that's uh, yeah. I think absolutely right on this one. And I actually I think this game is going to be a cracking game for that very reason. Mm. I think it's going to be a high scoring game. I'm gonna. Put out a score. I think we're going to hit 31-30. thirty. I'm giving that one point to the Packers. Okay. I think we're gonna. I think we're gonna nose it. But I mm-hmm. think as we as we alluded to, even though it wasn't the quick snaps the other day, um, I actually think this is going to be high scoring because if both offenses are firing, yeah, the defenses are going to be leaky. We're going to get scores. Um, and to be honest, would you be surprised if this was? A, you know, basically a dry run for the Super Bowl. Because if these two teams ended up playing each other in Tampa in yeah. February, I don't think I'd be too surprised at all, to be very honest.
0: Do you know what's weird though, right? The narrative out there is that we're going to get spanked because of one player, you know? And I know this one player is fantastic. Um, we'll treat him like Voldemort. We won't, we'll try not to mention his name. Um, but, yeah. you know the advantage is just been given to Tennessee because they've been putting up gaudy scores but so have we and I listened to a couple of Titans podcasts as a played, just to get a real feel for how they're looking at their team and it is absolutely hilarious that they're saying the exact same as us yeah. they're like well we're in the playoffs that's a foregone conclusion and like funnily enough actually the Titans haven't even locked up their spot yet despite their record mm. by the way the, the games are falling but anyway they will and they're saying oh well I don't know how far they're going to get into the playoffs with this defence and it's it's literally Really, Honestly, yeah. God, you could just like just put in papers in where Titans is and it's they're saying the exact yeah. same stuff. And what I would say is, is that if you're if you're looking at it this way and people don't want to be boo birds about it, right? if when you look at it so i don't know how much advantage this has and and one of the titans podcasts was hilarious as well because I come up with this psycho babble and i'm like oh and that probably doesn't matter at all whatsoever because like you know they say the stuff like oh he was signed by the team on the practice squad they didn't believe in him so this is his revenge game and you're like oh yeah that's oh kind of not how reality kind of works you know what yeah. i mean like you can sort of get turned down by a job it doesn't mean that you go rise to the ranks and then sort of beat that firm in the future like that's not how life works it's inherently cruel but anyway um they're talking about um, Derrick Henry and Matt LaFleur so Matt LaFleur had Derrick Henry sit behind another running back and so this is his redemption game and you're kind of like really like he's having he's basically having his redemption game uh, all season because he's been putting up gaudy numbers but if it comes down to this a potent offence versus a potent offence when that's everyone knows that's not how it works it's going to be like their offence against their defence and their offence against their defence obviously Um, but their defence is last in the league in third downs uh they're de- allowing up uh third downs and i think they're also last uh or nearly last in the league in the red zone. Uh the packers are number 1 in the red zone and we're up to top i think we're definitely top 10 if not top 5 for uh third down efficiency. Now, uh we went into it on the podcast literally yesterday um about how poor that was in that game against the Panthers or whatever. Um but that's what this game comes down to and if they are finally matched, well then surely it just comes down to as you kind of alluded to who scores most and if their defense is as bad as they let on uh, and we see from the stats well then surely we can end up outscoring them in the end as long as our defense makes yeah. some sort of play
1: yeah I think that's right I mean I'm looking they're playing in Lambo. I mean, the last time, I think, I'm trying to, I was looking for, and I, it took me so long to actually find the stat, but I think the last time they played in Green Bay was 2012, and, and Packers won 55-7. Yeah. So like, we're not going to get that, right? Yeah. Lovely, but we're not going to get anything like that. What we are going to get is exactly that. I mean, the Titans allow 276 passing yards per game. I mean, Henry himself, he leads the NFL in rushing yards at 1,679. That's gaudy we're, numbers. Gaudy. Yeah, we, we are allowing 4.5 yards per carry, so... There's lots of leaky room there. And, and, and to go back to what we've been saying about the Packers week in, week out, I guarantee you the Titans are saying the same thing. You know, every other team used to focus on closing down Devontae Adams or close down, you know, whoever's, whoever happens to be the player de jour that time. It could be Tunyon. Whoever is actually playing really well at the time. It, I think it would be a mistake for us to go after Derrick Henry as if he's the only player they have because I think that will just lead to the same problems that what what Packers do to other teams they're going to do to us if we focus solely on Henry you're going to have other people there that can punish us I mean Tannehill's going to be he'll he'll go after AJ Brown Corey Davis is always very good so I think it'd be a mistake Mm. for us to focus purely on him he's going to break the line no matter what we do so in a way, let him have his cake. We need to focus on the rest of the game, I think, is is the way I would do it.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's interesting when they interviewed, um, it's good that the Smith brothers are, are doing joint interviews again um, after you know one of them <laughs> yeah. bought the other guy a card and decided, right, let's do it again. And as well as I think Preston Smith was sick of getting asked, oh, you're dropping into coverage. So he's <laughs> just like, yeah, not, I love those it questions. Ain't, as, it ain't me. Yeah, it's just yeah. like, just stop asking me about the same questions. Like there's nothing I can do as a yeah. defensive player if I have assignments. Um, but what I would say is, is, um, you know the Tennessee offense is potent because they have Derrick Henry and they have good standout wideouts and they also have Ryan Tannehill who you mm. sort of said was you know a very good candidate for the Pro Bowl but didn't end mm. up making it in because he's super dependable he's like a man reborn since he's gone to Tennessee um, from his sort of ill-fated trip to the Dolphins or whatever Um, so but again they have been spanked this season and it's no um secret in the games that they have been spanked they have kept Derrick Henry quiet on those nights. So let's have a look really quickly yeah. at their losses. So they went down to the Steelers 27 uh, 24. And Derrick Henry only had 75 yards rushing. And I say only, whereas, you know, for some mm. running backs, that's a, a that's a good evening. The next game at the Bengals, they lost again. And he got 112 yards, uh, which is, if you look at some of the games recently, he's put up 215 against the Jags, 178 against the Colts, 147 against the Lions. Still a tidy number, but they still were able to keep them um, sort of relatively low scoring to 20. And then when they lost mm. against the Colts, they kept them to 103 yards. Um, and when the Browns beat them, they kept him to 60 yards so the key to these games is is once you keep his yardage low and force Ryan Tannehill to throw it uh, well then good things end up happening so um, exactly as you said you know and, and what the Smith brother said was is that they have to keep their gap integrity so they need to make sure that they hit him in the backfield or at mm. the line of scrimmage um, because if they don't that he gets into the open field see yep. ya you're going to be in a highlight reel yep. you know uh, getting embarrassed in front of your family getting your face mushed into the ground because he's just that dynamic unfortunately so the key is is get on him early and we're just going to have to trust our cornerbacks and safeties um, to force Tannehill to throw the ball which he can do and is equally as dangerous but I think Daryl for me what this game comes down to is is that both of our defences run hot and gold uh, Derrick Henry is obviously a focal point for everybody but like you alluded to the wide receivers are like massively important for them as well but for me what it comes down to is 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 the offences hopefully will fire off um, you know we obviously don't want theirs to fire off too much but hopefully errors will be uh, and we'll have that timing and that will be great but it'll come down to the defence for me and I think that whatever defence capitalises, because this is what the Titans yeah. are good at, right? Not to talk for 10 years. The Titans are good at when their defence goes and makes a stop eventually. Their offence tends to come on and capitalise on that stop. And that's something that sometimes we haven't had that with the Packers where they'll come out with a play and we'll end up getting only three points off it or whatever. Um, So that's what we need to do is that when our defence does make a splash play or get a three and out or get that interception. And I also think, here's a, another prediction that I have, is that if our defence scores on the day I think whatever defence runs in that play wins the game so hopefully that doesn't happen early to us because that must mean it's you know the writing's on the wall Uh, but we're focused on the offence I think it probably comes down to defence in this game
1: I think so I think if both as you say if the condition being obviously if two offences are firing then I think whichever defence can can pull something out of the bag I think you're right I think that's going to be the difference it's not going to be how many scores we make to be very honest it's going to be what score we stop yeah. I think is going to be the case of how we win this game. I mean, you've got two young coaches with Mike Vrabel and, and Lafleur. And I mean, if you look at Lafleur, does he have any sort of, you know, secret knowledge or any knowledge? He, he, you know, he was with the Titans for long enough. He knows Arthur Smith. He, I mean, Smith worked under Lafleur, So, you know, maybe Lafleur has some inside line on some of those players as well, mm. which obviously can't hurt. Um, But the Titans are, I mean, I'm really looking forward to this game because this is two very, very good quality teams. And it is, as you said, it's two, exactly two sides of the same coin. And if, if Patrick Mahomes didn't exist, God bless him. You, know, you could be talking here of you know two heavyweight teams going up against each other. These are This is Super Bowl-like. This is a preview of what we could expect out of the Super Bowl. So yeah. I'm really hoping the two teams treat it as such and play a good game.
0: Yeah, because that's even what they're saying on the Titans side of, of things. I mean, their um, experts, let's say, are saying that this is a dry run for a playoff-style team. Obviously, they're not going to face the Packers in the playoffs. It would be a Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, But they're saying, you know, this is the calibre that you need to come up against. So they see us with as much reverence as we see them. Um, another parallel that they have is Taylor Lawan uh, is also not playing for them and what they even said and it's funny I just burst out laughing when the guy said it he was like we're not even talking about that this season and then I look at our O-line and see that we suffer the same fate and obviously yeah. the, the key to this game is to key in on their O-line because if you can shore up those gaps and cause pressure there well then they can't create those running lanes one thing that does concern me though and as much as they're sort of saying that this defense is is poor and you know they're going to win in spite of what their defense can do Matt Stafford after the lines got absolutely waxed 46 to 25. Um, Mm. is that Stafford came out and said that they gave him some really good disguises on defence and he wasn't too sure about how to play it so like the thing is is that that's what we saw the problem against the Panthers wasn't they were playing this college Mm, style defence and that kind of got Aaron Rodgers a little bit flummoxed and put pressure on the O-line he was holding on to the ball too long and he was credited with um, a couple of sacks of himself Um, so that's what might be the key to this game as well if they are able to disguise their coverages and we all know Mike Rabel like his bread and butter is defence obviously coming from uh, the Panthers. Patriots and all that kind of thing. So that's the concerning thing for me is that can the defense disguise enough on the day? Which is the look? It's it's crazy. That's exactly what we say about Mike Pettin. It's that disguise, that pre snap movement stuff. Um, So yeah, it's it's going to be a you know knife edge stuff. I think with their defense, if they are good at disguising what they're doing, Um, but hopefully we get that shootout that we expect it to be. And as you said, hopefully we don't run out of time and we end up pipping them at the end.
1: Yep, I think that's. I mean, to be honest, I think we've nailed every single point we need to make today on that and. That's it. I'm actually really looking forward to it because I think this this could be either an absolutely brilliant attritional game of football or it can be absolutely atrocious. So I'm just hoping both teams are up for this and judging from what I've heard from the camps, they are
0: yeah well we could come out either way so people have to expect Eric Henry to uh, potentially have a big day and not to be too down on yep. the Packers run defence he's been absolutely massacring defences throughout the league put 212 on yep. the Texans 178 on the Colts, 215 on the Jags on the 13th of December nearly 150 on the Lions he only needs he needs less than 400 uh, 321 to, to hit that 2000 mark and I think there's only been 7 um, running backs that have done it in history uh, so he will be you know added to that very elusive club an exclusive club Um. so yeah look we can't be too down on the team I think if the Packers win and they win well well then people will get too high on the team uh, when that's probably not true if they go and do atrociously well then they'll say oh this is what's going to happen in the first round of the playoffs if we don't get the buy, obviously um, and say that this is the true colours of the team it's going to be one or the other so just be yeah. pre-warned everybody now you're going to have to listen to that nonsense and do acknowledge the fact that the mute button does exist on mm-hmm. Twitter and I use it to great effect um, but look that's quick snaps this is the last one Daryl um, from us before the Christmas and we probably have another one then coming into the new year um, which is great so we just want to wish everybody a happy Christmas or um, you know whatever fate that you uh a boy, boy, going into it, and that Santa brings you some nice Packers merch as well. Um, it's been great, Darrell, to have you on on the podcast. Long may it continue. A big happy Christmas yep, to you, you as buddy. well on the island. You I think too. it's been great fun. Hopefully, you've all, enjoyed the podcast out there. A bit of brotherly banter. What the f? Um, and as well as that, if WT, you- yeah, we can't really go. W- really w- great god w- Goddamn, w- 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 where's my cough button? Um, but yeah, it's been it's been great fun, brilliant fun. Um, so yeah, that's it. So happy Christmas, everybody. If you want to give yourself or a family member a late Christmas present and you can get on to patreon.com forward slash UK Packers and get your name on the next draw we have a big bundle of March coming over on Santi sleigh in the new year as well so that's super exciting I'll announce more on that but anyway this has been Quick Snaps I've been at Stevie the NFL he has been at tell you, Brian give him some Christmas love on Twitter and of course follow at UK Packers on all social media and the Paddy Packer on Instagram for myself so racist and till after Christmas go pack go ho 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 and see you then